Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. We are back this week to have a look at the Week 7 games after a 2-2, two and two, I believe, week last week. I finally had my first uh, best bet winner of the season, so I'll admit I wasn't really paying attention to what the other guys did. I was just watching the Vikings get that over the line against the Dolphins. They did make it a little bit more difficult than I was expecting, and the change of Teddy Bridgewater coming in for Skylar Thompson did worry me a little bit. I was uh, a little bit tempted to have a, a little bet on the other side there, but I left it. Um, Liam is with me, and Jack is hopefully with me. We always have connection issues, and it's the same again. Um, <laughs> so, Liam, how are you this week? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, I've deleted every NFL podcast for like four days because I've been so upset about the Chiefs losing to the Bills. But uh, the <laughs> fact that I won my uh, best bet made things a little bit better. But I was a bit more worried about your bet. I was definitely paying more attention to the Vikings game to see if yeah. you could get off the snide than I was the Bengals. But uh, thankfully, we had two winners, which was nice. Well, yeah, weirdly enough, I was watching I was watching your <laughs> bet and I was keeping an eye on the other one. So, yeah, it was uh, so six and one for you, is that? Yeah. Uh, Five and one, isn't it? Oh yeah, week seven coming in, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I like the positivity. Yeah, ahead of this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be well, six and one. Yep, and uh, yeah, we'll obviously get to yours in a minute, Jack. Hopefully, you can hear me. Um, how are you? I'm not too bad. Now, looking forward to the return of Tua to make the Dolphins watchable again on a Sunday night. Um, I just stinker last weekend. I had the Packers minus uh, six and a half. That was um probably one of the worst shouts I've ever had in my life. But um. So it's only way is up now. So uh, hopefully this week um, I can get back on track. Yeah, that game caused me a little bit of anger as well. I um, I, I had an anti Aaron Rodgers tweet, which I do have many times a year because I just don't like the guy. I have an irrational, an irrational hatred of him, and I don't particularly know why, but uh, it's there. And yeah, that game drove me crazy. It wasn't even really his fault. It was special teams, really, and the defense. But it came out as Rodgers' hatred for me. And yeah, that was a. Uh, it was a weird one to kind of accept. I don't know whether it's the Packers being rubbish or the Jets being good. Uh, I think maybe a little bit of both. And obviously that will be reflected in the lines this week. Um, so let's get straight into best bets. Um, Liam, what was yours for this week? Yeah, I've gone with a homer pick. And the last time I did this, I lost my best bet of the week. So we're hoping for a second time lucky. I've gone Chiefs minus two and a half at the 49ers. Um, I can't believe the line is two and a half. It's one of the weirder Chiefs lines that I've seen. I think we were two-point underdogs last year to the Ravens. I think it's probably the weirdest line that I've seen since then. Uh, I thought it'd be maybe six, five and a half, especially with the 49ers injuries. Um, and then obviously after we lost, I was surprised to see the line at, at two and a half. So yeah, anytime you get Mahomes under a touchdown, I'll take it. Um, 49ers are pretty banged up. Chiefs need to get back to winning ways. Um, Mahomes doesn't usually ever. He's only lost once, I think, in his whole career, twice in a row. Um, so yeah, I struggle to see past the Chiefs here. I don't think it'll be a big blowout, but I just think that field goal's a uh, just an easy win for me for the Chiefs with with how the Forty Nine ers are playing on offense and how bang they are up on defense. Straight down to Jack. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I'd um, I'd uh, be leaning towards the Chiefs winning if the both teams are fully fit. I don't know if I'd be touching the Chiefs um, because Forty Nine ers at home are always good, but. Uh, yeah, I probably would back the Chiefs to win. The handicap is what, three is it or two and a half? Two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. That's the difference, I suppose. I, I would back it probably minus two and a half, but not three. It's probably a touch error, probably a field goal sort of game. Yeah, um, I completely agree with this one as well, which is worrying um, for, for Liam, unfortunately. 
Um, but yeah, the, the Chiefs under a field goal. The 49ers are just too banged up. They're struggling on offensive line, they're struggling on defensive line, they're struggling in secondary, linebacker, all over the place. Um, Travis Kelsey's played them once in the regular season. He had 114 uh, yards, I believe it was, from 10 receptions. And he's one that I think we'll be looking at for player props this week. He should do well over the middle as the main man in that offense. Uh, Jack, what was your best bet? Um, I'm going for the Browns plus six and a half. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a team like the Ravens this year. I think they've won they've been in every game by, I think, double digits and managed to, what are they, three and three. Um, I can see something like this happening again, maybe starting off well. And as long as Nick Chubb keeps running the ball well, he's probably one of the best run backs in the NFL. Keeps the ball out of Lamar, uh, Lamar's hands. I think they can uh, keep it between six and a half points. Um, them divisional games usually are, are close. Uh, the Browns, well, I think, have lost three in a row. So, They'd want, to, they'd want to get a win under the belt. Um, so, yeah, Browns plus six and a half for me. Yeah, I think with uh, Jacoby Brissett's uh, issues last week, I think they'll try and get the Chubb the ball more. Uh, it was Chubb only had 12 carries last week against the Patriots. So he's had 17 in every other game so far this season. His, uh, his rushing line is down to 77 and a half now. Uh, the lowest he's had in those other games was 87. So... Uh, that's a little prop that I will be probably taking the over on that one. Um, I would not be taking the Browns plus six and a half on this one, to be honest. Uh, I would probably be going the other side of it. Uh, I just I can't trust the Browns after their shambles last week. Their defense is dismal. And yeah, I, it's probably one I'd stay away. I don't think I'd take the Ravens. But yeah, for me, that was a miss. Uh, Liam, any opinion on this one? Yeah, I rationally, maybe rationally hate the Browns, like you hate Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> I'm a little bit biased. Um, I would probably lean on the total, I think, and lean the under, because of how much I think both teams are going to run the ball. Uh, Browns cannot stop the run at all. Um, Ravens aren't much better, but um, I think Brissett can't pass the ball very well. So I think the Browns are going to be forced to run. So you're going to have two teams that run a lot for me. So yeah, I'd probably go the under, stay away from the spread. But if I had to pick, I'd probably go against Jack's world because I just don't like the Browns. And I think <laughs> Lamar's too good, I think. They they can win by a touchdown, I think. Uh, so, yeah. Sorry, Jack. Um, good luck. <laughs> no, no worries, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my, I, I'm going away from the spreads this week. I'm actually going for a total. I'm taking under 49 in the Cowboys and Lions game. Um, I The Lions are coming off a bye week. Uh, they should have DeAndre Swift back. They should be a lot more healthy. They should have um, Amara St. Brown back as well. And they have been putting up points on a lot of teams this year, but Cowboys defense is very good. Uh, Micah Parsons should be able to get home. And if this was Cooper Rush, you've got to think the total is going to be down at probably 42, 44-ish. Dak Prescott's probably going to be back. His first game back after a thumb injury. We don't know whether they're rushing him back or not, but we saw what happened with Russell Wilson last year after his thumb injury or finger injury. He was terrible, so... I just don't think they're going to be clicking properly. And yeah, I thought 49 was quite a high total for this game, given the level of one of the defences. It's actually the second highest total of the week. Um, so yeah, my one on this one is under 49 for Cowboys and Lions. Yeah, I quite like this one. I definitely wouldn't be betting no spread in this game because I think these two teams are very weird, aren't they? But um, yeah, I like the under. I think Dak's the worry. Uh, the offense could be really, really good. The Lions can't defend the run, though. So I do think the Cowboys will run it a lot just to give Dak a little bit of a kind of easing in on his first game back. Um, and I really fear for Jared Goff in this game. <laughs> I know the offensive line is good, but he absolutely hates being under pressure. And I think if Parsons plays well, then uh, you could be in. Because I think the Lions could score 13 points if uh, if Parsons gets home. So, yeah, I think that's a good bet. 
Yeah, um, I wouldn't be touching any Lions game unders because that defense is absolutely horrific. Um, yeah, like Dak Prescott coming back, he could easily, he could easily, you know, could easily be a type of game that's you know like a Cooper Rush kind of performance. But I don't know if they'd really rush him back for a game like this. But um, yeah, I expect Dak to come back and put up seriously good amount of points. I've been honest against that defense, so I wouldn't be touching the unders. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, that, obviously Dak is the issue. Or the worry for me on this one is just I I don't think he started the season well. They still have offensive line issues, although as you said, the Lions' defense is pretty terrible. So it could be a thirty to ten kind of game, and that that gets me there or something similar to that. Um, we've not had anything off Callum this week. He's been busy on the road. Um, we we will assume he probably would have taken Lions plus seven because uh, <laughs> I can't remember what what were his other teams. It's the Lions. It's uh, there's a couple of teams well, that he seems to love. In the group chat, I think he might have said that he liked the Cardinals, actually, tonight, I think. Oh, there you go. That's another one of his teams, isn't it? Is <laughs> so it? I think yeah, Card- Cardinals. Cardinals minus one and a half, is it, I think? Yeah. Um, minus two and a half I've got oh, on this one. So, yeah. Um, we'll have a, we're going to start with that game anyway. It would have been the Thursday night game. Um, obviously, they lost Marquise Brown this week, uh, but got DeAndre Hopkins back. So, annoyingly for them, they could have looked like a functional offense if they had both of them because... Marquis Brown has settled in well and with the Andre Hopkins as well. It would have been a nice kind of uh, tandem for them. But without that, I just don't know who they are. They're a really tough team to judge. Um, James Conner, I believe, is a game-time decision um, for them. If not, then Eno Benjamin did not impress last week and the, the rookie didn't do a whole lot either. So it's, it's a weird one on their side of the ball. Um, also, Kyler Murray is 0-3 on Thursday night football and I'm not going to mention the Call of Duty stuff because it's been done <laughs> to death. Um, so we'll leave that one out of it. Uh, the Saints are banged up as well. They're going to be without uh, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry again. I would imagine Olave's back. I know he was meant to be after his concussion and there's a possibility that Jameis starts, I believe. Um, I'll, I'll admit I've not listened to a lot of podcasts because I've been off uh, off work this week as well. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I would lean to the Saints getting the points um, and probably undone the total after the way the Cardinals performed against the Seahawks at the weekend. Um, Liam, any opinion on it? I just can't bet these Thursday night games anymore. I just, I'm defeated by it with all these teams scoring like 16 points in every single Thursday night. I'd lean, I would lean over because Hopkins is back um, and I do think that they'll make a point of getting him involved, but I won't actually bet it. But yeah, I'd be leaning over and I'd stay away from the, the spread, I think. Um, I actually like the Cardinals in this game a lot. Uh, I think it's a must-win for them. Uh, the pressure under Cliff Kingsbury now is ridiculous, and I'd be very confident of, of the Cardinals winning this game. I don't know why, but then, as Adam said, I think some early release of Call of Duty is out today, so not sure if I'm gonna not sure if I'm gonna sprinkle much on it. But um, if this game was on Sunday, I wouldn't be putting a cent on it. But the fact it's a standalone game, you kind of feel obliged that you have to put a couple of euro on something. So. Um, as we're saying, D Hop is back. Um, I think it's a special on Paddy Power him to get a touchdown in 75 yards. I think it's enhanced to seven to two or ten to three. So I might just throw a bit on that. Um, and maybe unders in the first half. I think it's 21 points because the Cardinals are they just mm. never start the first half well. So yeah, that'd probably be my two leans for the game. Yeah, they've still not scored in the first quarter this year, I believe, unless they um scraped one at the weekend. But yeah, it's uh it's been pretty dismal to start the um, games. We will try and get through a few of these a little bit quicker. Tampa minus 11 at the Panthers. 40.5 is total here. 
not touching anything on this game. Uh, the Panthers have been terrible. I believe Baker's back in training, but I think they said PJ Walker's going to start this week. That wasn't exactly inspiring last week, so um, I can't see anything happening there. And Tampa, I just I think there's something wrong there. I know Brady's got all these issues going on in his personal life. Um, there's no way you should be losing to the Steelers. I'm, I, I know that that's me being biased, but that Steelers defense is beaten up to hell, and they were awful last weekend. So, yeah, this is a firm stay away from me. Yeah, I wouldn't bet it either, but I think Tampa's team total was twenty three and a half on one of the bookies I saw. Um, I don't hate, yeah, I don't hate that because I do think they can still score twenty four, even if Brady, the offense isn't playing great. So yeah, that'd be my bet. I wouldn't bet the total or the the spread. Uh, I would actually lean towards Tampa minus eleven here um, after the result last weekend. I think Brady's in that kind of mood that if they're winning by ten, eleven, or whatever double digits in the last quarter, they're just going to keep the the foot in the battle. Um, I know this is there, as Adam said, there's something weird going on there in Tampa, and um, I think the Panthers could end up getting the brunt of it uh, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, Brady's gonna have to show someone up eventually, isn't he? And it, this Panthers team is obviously decimated and looking to tank the season. So, yeah, that that is the side I would lean if I had to, but yeah, not having anything on this one. Um, another one I probably won't have anything on being the team that I support and. Seeing how we've been this season, I would probably, if anything, lean to the Falcons plus six and a half. They've been um, surprisingly lively this year. And obviously they dealt with the 49ers fairly well last week. Obviously a lot of injuries injuries for the 49ers, which definitely hurt them. But Mariota's doing well. Uh, their running game is pretty good. And they're a very well-coached team. Arthur Smith is scheming up some fun stuff. Um, Bengals may be back to... Where they were, they managed to get Chase involved. They were doing a lot of quick passes over the middle last week, uh, which they weren't really doing earlier. So maybe they're figuring out the cover two that's been shown against them all the time. Um, still still yet to allow a second half touchdown, which is uh, the first time since I believe it was 89 or something like that, that a team has gone this far into the season without allowing one. So I would be leaning under the 475 um, Falcons plus six and a half, by the way, is the is the line on this one. Uh, Liam, anything on this? Yeah, it's not a bad teaser leg for the Bengals. Um, if I had to pick a spread, I'd go Bengals minus six and a half just because you aren't getting the hook. Um, but I feel like I'll probably play it in teaser legs more likely than bet it straight up. I 100% agree. Um, six and a half is it's, it's a nice handicap. It's just under the under the touchdown. I think the Falcons are 6-0 and oh this year uh, against the handicap, so... I feel like it's kind of a bit of a trap to do the Bengals minus six and a half, but I for some reason think this is going to be the game the Bengals absolutely smash the Falcons and win by about 13, 14 points. But that being said, I'll probably just end up back in the Bengals to win as opposed to minus handicap. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, nice, easy Sunday evening for me, fingers crossed. Uh, it, I think it depends on AJ Terrell. He's a really good quarterback and he left the game last week with a uh, muscular injury. I think he's going to be fine, but if he's not, then that's them in trouble. Uh, the Packers minus five at the Commanders with a total of 41.5. Obviously, Taylor Heineke is going to start this one. That's pretty much the, the big news of the game. Uh, these teams, uh, like, I'd have to take the under, really. The Packers have not shown any ability to score, but the Commanders' defense is terrible. So maybe, like with Brady, this is a get-right game for Rodgers after last week. He obviously wants to be center of attention. They will not run the ball which they should do with the two running backs that they've got they don't seem capable of leaning into that which is very frustrating um so yeah i i can't i can't back the packers i think the commanders might get a little bit of a spark with taylor heineke um he his rushing yards uh heineke is 11.5 
I'd be taking the over on that one. He had 90 plus against the Packers when he played last year against them. Um, and he's shown that he's keen, he can run the ball. Um, so that's the way, that's the only thing I love on this game is that prop. Uh, Liam. So he had 90 plus rushing yards, didn't he? Yeah, he had 94, <laughs> 95, I believe. I was looking oh. at it earlier. <laughs> Wow, that's a, that's a hell of a day. Um, yeah, I was surprised to see the total that low, so I'll probably follow you and bet the the over on his Russian prop. I'll probably bet him to throw an interception as well, to be honest, because I just think that's what he'll, that's what he does. And the Packers aren't good at stopping the run, but they can they've got a good secondary that can uh, intercept passes. So yeah, in terms of spread, I'll probably back the Packers. Uh, I just feel like they are going to get right at some point. And uh, Aaron Rodgers did his usual McAfee slot this week and was talking about Aaron Jones the whole time, about how much he needs to get him involved more. So we'll see if they actually do it. Um, but yeah, I would lean with the spread, I think, um, and go Packers minus five. But yeah, Heineke's an interesting one because I think he's probably worse than Wentz in some areas, but he might make less mistakes. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the commanders are going to look like on Sunday. Yeah. Um, after watching the commanders last Thursday, um, <laughs> after having money on the Packers minus six and a half last week, I'm just going to uh, do a firm stay away from this game. Um, they're both just unbackable and the over and under points. Both defences could end up scoring more, nearly more than the offence is good. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to stay away. Yeah, that, I think that's probably the most sensible thing to do on that game. Uh, it is down to minus four and a half now, to be fair. So the money's coming on the commander's side of it. But again, it's nothing that I think either any of us will be partaking in. Uh, it's a revenge spot for the Colts after they lost to the Titans earlier in the season. It's their second, it's their fourth, it's their second return divisional game after they beat the Jags last week after losing to the Jags, first of all. Um, Colts plus two and a half at the Titans, total of 42 and a half. Um, I would be leaning to the Colts just because these two teams seem to split every year. And as I say, the Titans won the first time. Uh, Jonathan Taylor kept himself out of training this week to... Uh, relax his ankle a little bit you've got to imagine he and Hines will be back for this one and um, the Colts are only a, I th believe they're only a game behind in the AFC South so it is possibly uh, well it's a bigger game for them obviously with the Titans winning the first one but yeah I, I would lean to the Colts plus two and a half Yeah I think I'm against you with that and go Titans but I think more I think more and more on the over um, I think this total was 47 and a half last year for the exact same game um, and I do think 42 and a half is a pretty good line. Uh, if you have a bad first quarter from Matt Ryan, you're going to not hit it. So you kind of needed him to start relatively well. Um, but yeah, I just think in terms of running the ball, I don't trust either team's defense at the moment. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go the over as my better bet, but I'll probably take the Titans as well. I think they're a better team than the Colts. Uh, I think the handicap is pretty much spot on. Um, but as for 42 and a half, I agree. I'd be doing the overs and that. Um, Matt Ryan finally looks like an actual NFL quarterback last weekend. Um, so I'd assume he can keep it going um, against the Titans, average enough defence. Uh, I expect a big game from Derrick Henry, especially after coming uh, in from a bye, bye week. So um, my only lean really would be over 42 and a half and wouldn't be touching the spread. Yeah, well, uh, fingers crossed it's at least an exciting game and the, the overlands for all of us. Uh, Giants are 5-1, and one, um, but they're still coming in as plus three-point underdogs at the Jaguars uh, with a total of 42. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of the Giants. Every week I think they're going to lose and every week they come out with a win. They they looked really good coming back against the Ravens last week, which was a fairly... I mean, it was a very impressive performance by them. So... I guess I'd be leaning the Giants side on this one, but it's it's not one I like. It's 
And yeah, nothing on the total, frankly. Um, the Jags obviously started well last week. Trevor Lawrence rushed in for a couple. Uh, didn't throw a touchdown, though, which he will be um, looking to improve upon. But yeah, I, I have nothing on this one, to be honest. As, a, as I say, lean to the Giants. Yeah, it's a stay away from the spread for me because I've backed the Giants to lose against the Ravens. I've backed them to lose against the Packers. Mm-hmm. I've backed the Jags to beat Washington. I've backed the Jags to beat the Texans. <laughs> so these two teams aren't my teams, but um, I think I would lean the over. I'm surprised the total was 42, to be honest, because um, Jaguars secondary aren't playing very well. Giants are struggling to stop the run. Um, obviously, Etienne's playing quite well for the Jags. Um, so yeah, I'd be leaning the over. Um, the Giants seem to manufacture points from somewhere, and I think the Jaguars' offense is pretty good for me. So, yeah, I'd go over 42, I think. Yeah, this one, uh, this handicap doesn't really make much sense to me when you see a 5 1 team against a 2 4 team, and the 5 1 team are three point underdogs. It's pretty crazy. Um, it's nearly like one of them spreads that the bookies are begging you to back the Giants plus three. Um, when I seen it first, I was all over the Giants plus three, and then I thought about it for about 20 seconds and realized that they're probably the biggest frauds in the NFL. So, yeah, it's probably a stay away, but if I have to do that, it'd probably be the Jags minus three. But that being said, the Giants probably end up being six and one uh, come Sunday night. <laughs> they, they just keep pulling out the wins. It, it doesn't seem to make sense. Obviously, we've got to credit Brian Dable. I don't. I don't yeah. see how else we can uh, give credit to anyone. Although Wondell Robinson did look pretty good in the limited work he got. You've got to expect he'll be getting a little bit more this week against against the Jags. Uh, in the same division, the Texans are plus seven at the Raiders. Uh, total of 45.5. The Raiders are probably one of the better one and five teams in the league. Um, they, they just can't get games over the line. Um, they look good for certain bits and then they look terrible but for bits but this is the easiest test they've had all season obviously against the one four and one uh texans yeah one four and one uh texans and the texans i will admit i have paid no attention to them this year because they are who we assumed they would be they're not a very good team so uh damien pierce i do know he's done well um but the raiders are fine against the run the, the raiders the raiders are a fine team I, I would have to lean to the raiders minus seven but as with a lot of games this week, I just can't do anything on either bits of the game, with whether it's spread or total. So, yeah, I'm ignoring this one as well. Yeah, stay away from me on the spread and total. Um, as an AFC West fan, I just know what the Raiders are like. You can't trust them. They're gonna, they'll hammer someone good in the coming weeks. They will. And But this is the exact sort of game where they win by like four points and it's tight down the stretch. So, yeah, I'll probably stay away from it. Um, might tease them down with the Bengals and so maybe tease the Giants up to 10 and, and do that as a treble. But... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to back either the spread or total for this one. Yeah, I agree. I think the Raiders will win the game. I'd be very surprised if they don't win the game, but the handicap being seven, just a touchdown, I wouldn't be surprised if they're winning by double digits towards the last quarter. And then maybe a garbage time touchdown for the Texans and then they don't recover an onside kick or something like that. So I wouldn't be touching the, the seven handicap. So I'd probably just back the Raiders to win, but even the over and under wouldn't be touching that either. I just, to be honest, I just know nothing about the Texans. I like... I barely, I like, they're obviously on nearly every second, but they're on every Sunday bear, obviously the bye week, but anytime they're on, I just go down and look at my phone, like they're just the most irrelevant franchise in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They got rid of Jack Easterby this week, I can tell you that much. Um, so they might be better recruiting players in the coming years, but uh, who knows. Uh, another team that uh, confused me and confuddle me is the Jets plus, uh, the Jets who are plus one at the Broncos with a massive total of 38 points. Uh, the lowest total of the week. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know who the Jets are either, to be honest. I know 
that they're fairly well coached. I think Robert Sala's getting the most out of his team. He's a good motivator. But I just don't think I... I don't think anyone really respects Zach Wilson. He didn't look brilliant last week, but Brees Hall is looking very good. Uh, Source Gardner is looking very good. Their rookies are coming through for them uh, after we all said that they won the draft. And it shows that one good draft can turn a franchise around, possibly. Uh, the Broncos have been dismal this year. Russell Wilson is not looking great. And he now has a hamstring injury. And despite him apparently healing like Wolverine, uh, I just don't see him being at, at full strength coming into this one. Broncos defense is very good, though. So if anything, I think you'd have to lean under the 38. But that's an incredibly low total. So I I, I don't think you would ever have said the Jets would be one point underdogs going into Denver uh, this year. So it shows how far they've come. So if anything, I'd lean to the Broncos and the under. But again, stay away from me. Yeah, I don't. I'll probably put this over in with a couple others in something. I imagine just because it's very unusual for an NFL game to have a total this low. Uh, in terms of the spread, I think this will be my trap game, and I'm just going to go with the Jets. I probably bet back the money line. I don't think the push is worth it for the one point. The amount of games that finish on one in the NFL is tiny every season. So yeah, I'll probably go with the Jets money line. Um, I'm just surprised how bad the Broncos are. Wilson's injured now as well, like you said, and so he's going to be running even less. And that seems to be the only time they look good is when he moves out the pocket. So, um, yeah, I'll go with the Jets. Kind of <laughs> been in Grera, I think, because it's going to be a horrible game. But, yeah, I'll go Jets. Uh, I lean towards the Broncos here, with or without Russell Wilson. I don't think it really makes a difference the way he's playing. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen a head coach to be under as much pressure as, as Hackett is. I think if the Jets win, there is honestly going to be people thinking that it's time for him to go. Um, I know he's only, what, seven games in, but they've just looked so clueless. Um, yeah, the Jets plus one, I can't believe it either. I'd say before the season started, if they kind of done a handicap maybe in August or whatever, the handicap in this might have been seven or, or eight uh, in favour of the Broncos. So for that reason, I'd, I'd be leaning towards the Broncos, but as I said before on previous podcasts, I have been back to win the Super Bowl outright. And I checked the cash out, I think it was like 12 cent. And I um, probably should have just cashed out the 12 cent. They're just pathetic. Um, I'll just, uh, I'll be staying away from the game. Because I, I, the only thing I'd actually lean towards would be something like maybe neither team hit 15 points or something. Because I can imagine both defences dominating the game. I did have a winner on uh, the Monday night game was a field goal for each team in each half. That was 8-1 to one on Skybet. Uh, which I was quite surprised at how high that was. And that's probably a decent one here. Uh, even last week, it was Broncos minus three and a half. So it shows how far things have gone on that way. Uh, one thing to look out for is Wilson versus Wilson. Can't be, uh, can't be many times there's been a quarterbacks uh, with the same name facing each other. I'm sure that someone will have that number somewhere on Twitter. Um, anyway, that one's completely pointless. Uh, Seahawks plus six at Chargers with the biggest total of the weekend. The only one over 50 points is a 51-point total. Uh, the Seahawks, I thought they were good. I thought they could score against anyone, and then they put up their game against the Cardinals last week um, as one of the well, as one of the three games that was on. It, I watched a lot of it, and I wanted to see how the rookie um, Williams did for. Uh, the Cardinals. So I actually watched quite a lot of that game and it was awful. Um, so I would have to lean to the Chargers to get minus six on this one and probably under on the total just because I, from what I saw from the Seahawks, it was just, it just wasn't good. But that's just me reacting to the most common, the most recent thing. Um, Gino is still ranked very highly on PFF. So 
I don't know what to make of it. I, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not with many games this week. That that none of them are really enticing me. So again, it's a stay away. I'll be looking at props. I think over the weekend and seeing if I can find anything that I want about uh, Liam. <laughs> Any better opinion than me? Uh, I do like the Chargers minus six. I think here. Um, I've been on the Chargers a couple of times on the pod. I am really high on them. I think they're the third best team in the AFC. Um, I just think Justin Herbert's too good and they'll win this game by a touchdown. Uh, I do like the under, but I bet Seahawks unders and they've killed me three times this season. So I'm going to personally stay away from it. Um, but uh, yeah, I like the Chargers minus six for me. Yeah, I'd be leaning towards the Chargers as well. Um, the only thing would, would make me maybe stay away from it is the fact that Herbert doesn't look like he's fully fit. Um, he was okay against the Broncos, but the way he was slinging it even last year, he was, uh, he was immense this year. He's been... I know obviously he's been injured and stuff and it's going to affect the way he's throwing the ball, but the only thing I probably would touch in the game is under 51. Um, Seahawks conceded nine against the Cardinals last week. I know the Cardinals kind of did leave a lot of points um, out in the field in fairness, but if I was to do after, it would probably be under 51 and wouldn't touch the spread. Yeah, and then Sunday Night Football, they're treating us here is uh, Steelers plus seven at the Dolphins. Uh, 45 points is the total on that one. Uh, the Steelers somehow have managed to get a player through concussion protocol in a week, despite no other team apparently being allowed to do that now because of uh, the Dolphins and the way they handled Tua. But it's the Steelers, so, you know, they, they're allowed uh, special privileges like that. So Kenny Pickett apparently is going to start. He's been training this week. And as Jack said earlier, uh, Tua should be back for the Dolphins. Uh, obviously, it's been a rough few weeks for the Dolphins after... Um, that Thursday night game and with a little bit of consistency at quarterback and hopefully fingers crossed Tua is good and uh, is good and he's he'll deal with any hits because we don't none of us want to see that I know I kind of joke about the Dolphins and their behavior and what they've done with it but yeah that that was incredibly worrying and I personally don't see how someone would be able to come back and think yeah I'll carry on playing but these guys are built differently it's what they're made for and it's what they do so I get it, I guess. Um I I would have to lean to the to the Dolphins minus seven. Um I'm not gonna touch frankly I won't be touching this game. I'm kinda glad that it's hidden away on Sunday night football and I won't be watching it. But uh yeah, I I, I think the Dolphins are the far better team and Waddle and two uh, Waddle and Tyreek should should smash a Steelers defence, which has been hit pretty badly by injury. Their pace should kill them. Um so yeah, I'd I'd be going Dolphins minus seven if I had to and nothing on the table. So we're calling this the concussion bowl then, is it, this game? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. <laughs> these two quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have a clue what to do with the total, to be honest. Um, I'd probably back Steelers plus seven. I won't actually bet it though, I don't think, but I'd be leaning Steelers plus seven. Um, I think, depending on what happens with their quarterback, there's not really much of a downgrade. I'm not high on picket. I think Trubisky might even be better. So um, it wouldn't mean much to me. Whereas if anything happens to Tua again, then we're in a position where the Dolphins just offense could just crumble so yeah i would lean Steelers. i think they'll still be able to get pressure they got pressure last week on brady um they looked a lot better on the defensive line um so yeah i'll probably lean Steelers, but yeah not, i'm not going to be staying up to watch this game i don't think well you'd be missing out because um two is probably <laughs> going to break through records in this game uh yeah surprise me enough i'd, I'd uh, lean towards the dolphins here um there's uh, this is gonna be i'm assuming it's gonna be an unbelievable atmosphere at this especially with brian flores um coming back to the dolphins again and some serious bad blood between him and tua um comes across like a very nice fella tua does but even when flores mentioned he doesn't even answer any questions about him so 
it's quite obvious two of them didn't get on. Uh, two are coming back. I think it's the, it's the anniversary as well of the undefeated team. So there should be, as I said, like yeah, I think there's some ceremony or something at halftime. So I expect there to be very, very good atmosphere. I expect the Dolphins to win. Um, but yeah, the only reason I, I'm staying up to watch it, obviously because I'm a Dolphin fan, but the line at 45 and the, the spread, I, I don't know what to expect. I expect the Dolphins to win, but I probably won't be touching either of them, either of them uh, threads. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Good luck. Have fun watching it. Um, one game that I don't think many people in the UK will be watching is uh, Bears plus eight at the Patriots with a total of thirty nine point five. I don't understand why the Bears are on every week on prime time. It, it just doesn't make any sense. And though the announcement of the Friday night game next year after the Thursday night Thanksgiving game, it'll probably be the Bears. And none of us will watch that either. But uh, yeah, it's the Bears are terrible. Um, so I, I would, I've got to take the Patriots to win, frankly. That's about all the handicap I've got on this one is uh, the Bears are awful. Um, it's not a game that any of us will be watching. I am glad that I got uh, I got James Collier doing my Monday night and Thursday night previews this year. And he has been left with some horrible games to cover for me on my site. So um, I'm glad he did because otherwise I'd have to deal with it. But uh, yeah, I, I'd have to lean Patriots minus eight. I think they're, they'll just get Stevenson and possibly Damian Harris, depending on his hamstring injury to run the ball a lot like they did the Browns. Um, and they should be able to kill him. It's, it's Belichick against a terrible team. Yeah, it is a bit weird. You have to have one primetime game. And they gave the Bears one earlier in the season, so I do not know why they've added at the start of the season why they added this game in. It doesn't make any sense. But no. um, Mac Jones is back, um, apparently, today, practice today, so in full. So I imagine he's going to play. And I know everyone loves Bailey Zappi for some reason, but I can promise you Mac Jones is better. Uh, so I, I would be leaning that way as well. I think the best bet here is the under. Bill Belichick spoke about how good the Bears are for eight minutes in his press conference. And when he usually does this, that means he holds holds teams to zero or three. So um, I'll be betting the under. I'll be betting the Bears team total under probably. Um, and I'll probably be betting some fields unders, I imagine as well. Yeah, uh, oh, this slate is just absolutely terrible. Like the more games that come up, the more I'm just scratching my head. Like um, <laughs> some some weekends in the NFL are excellent. Like I know last week the Bills and I wasn't an unbelievable state last week, but the Bills and Chiefs. There's no real game this week at all that's really um, going to be anywhere near that. Uh, yeah, the Bears another primetime game. I'm just basically rehashing what you're saying. I don't know how they're getting another one. Um, oh, I I can't back the Patriots minus eight as well. I'd say a low a low scoring game and the only thing I'd probably do is uh under team total for the Bears as well, like you were saying. Um I can't imagine them getting much points here against uh Belichick's defense. Yeah, it's gonna be around what, sixteen, fifteen and a half, sixteen. Yeah. Uh for that. Yeah, it's uh it's low, but it's the best, so who knows? Uh, right, that wraps up the uh exciting weekend. Yeah, as as sorry, as Jack was saying, eight um seven of the 13 games this week have spreads of six points or more sorry eight of the 13 games this weekend have six points or more spreads it is it's not a it's not a fantastic looking slate on paper um but yeah uh, any props from any of you uh yeah i don't mind um hopkins over five and a half receptions tonight i do think he's going to be featured a lot with marquise brown obviously out and then my best two just quickly for the weekend, again, I do this quite a lot, is the uh, touchdown props for the quarterbacks. And you can get Joe Burrow over two and a half um, at plus 150. And you can get Tom Brady over two and a half for plus 180 now. So nearly two to one, which is uh, 
is a lot. So I'll do them both for singles and probably put them together as well. So that'll be my kind of three props for the week. Uh, the main one I like is Christian McCaffrey under 50, I think seven and a half against the books. Um, I, I I don't know. I heard all week he's getting traded. I'm not sure why you why you'd um, be going balls out exactly against this Buccaneers team if you think you're not going to be playing for the for the franchise in, in a few weeks' time. Um, the game script as well. I expect the, the Buccaneers to go out and smash them from the very beginning of the game. So they're going to have to put the ball in the hands of um, PJ Walker, who hopefully not hand the ball off to McCaffrey. He can throw it to him if he wants, but don't hand it off to him. Um, and there's a wide receiver for the Patriots. Uh, what's Tyquan Thornton? I think he scored a touchdown last week. Um, yeah. I think on Fanjul, I think on Fanjul, he's 11 to 2 in America. So I didn't see many odds for that game for any time, but if you're getting maybe 6 to 1 or whatever on that, it might be worth backing. Um, and that's pretty much my two, yeah. No, I was looking at props earlier and I was not a whole lot up. Um, hopefully, by by the time I have another look tonight, there should be something. But um, yeah, for Bears Patriots, obviously it's Monday night football, so you're going to struggle to find a whole lot of stuff. Uh, I was just going to see what it was on Caesar's Sportbook, which is William Hill, and they have nothing. Um, so yeah, 11 to 2, I think, is fine for him. He looked good, and um, they have been talking him up. So we will see what happens with that one. Obviously, I mentioned a couple of props I was on earlier. Um, I don't mind Taylor Heineke. Obviously, as I said, his rushing yards was 11 and a half. Uh, it's 12 and a half at about 365, but he's going to be about six to one to score anytime. And he has shown that he can run the ball. Um, so it's not a terrible bet, I believe. Um, but yeah, we will see what happens with it. Uh, so with that, I will say goodbye to Liam and Jack, and we will sign off and fingers crossed, have a winning week for all four of us this weekend.